organic, but I, like I also it. I like, like I also like should give you a heads up. Okay, that's fine. So today we're talking about Louisa Adams, um, John Quincy Adams' wife. Yeah, and can we call him Quince? Because I just think yeah, okay, because I just think that's like kind of a hot nickname. He refused <laughs> be referred to as Quince, and he wasn't as like shrimpy looking as his dad. He was sort of cute. No, oh, I forgot. Damn it, I was gonna look up who played him from the documentary. Um, um, yeah, that's right. documentary. Yeah, uh, to see who played him. Wasn't he I, like little though? In that yeah, movie? I think they they showed him up to the point where he was like probably in his twenties. So yeah. I don't think it was anyone like an. I was only watching known. that to get like the early life of uh, Abigail. I feel like so I don't know if I like saw him as a man. Oh yeah, no, I full on just cut to Abigail part <laughs> because I just needed to see. Uh, I mean, Lennon. every episode is ninety two minutes. So you have to be really. Like, I can't believe. You I have mean, to be really wow, careful. what a marathon that is. <laughs> but um, we are talking about yeah. Louisa Adams, who was the wife of John Quincy Adams. Um, and he is the sixth president of yes. the United States. Son of John Adams. Son of so John Adams. this is our first yes. dynasty, we can say? Sure. Is that I love that. I don't know. No, so watch out, Bush. Yeah. Um, or you're not that important, Well, Bushes. it's funny because they, there's a few things that they're the first of. They're the first father-son duo. Yes. And Louisa is the first woman, first first lady to not be born in the United States. Yes. Until... Melania Trump. Melania Trump. <laughs> Melissa. Can't wait to talk about Melania. We'll get there. We'll get there. <sighs> yeah. So I'm, I hate that that person was the one to uh, take this crown away from Louisa. But that's also kind of shocking because that's a very long time. Yeah. To it's not have someone who's born. And also rude presidents. Like, why Seriously. did you date outside the country? Okay, there are great foreign people. Well, I mean, like, some British man be... wants to pick me up and make me the, like, the first American prime minister. Yeah, wife. totally. I don't know what they call well, them. that's like, um, Take that's me. like what Wallace Simpson, remember? Um, that? that? Oh my god, I'm Wait, obsessed just... with Wallace Simpson. <laughs> I've never heard of Wallace this Wallace Simpson, she is, she is the American, um, woman who married Prince, uh, King Edward, and so <gasps> he had to abdic- abdic- abdicate, 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 I don't know what that is. Abdicate. Is that how you say it? He did, he did, he like stopped being king. Because he married a foreigner? Because, yeah, he, well, he married a divorcee and that was like and not. you can't. Yeah. And I so that hate. is how King George became king and then his daughter is Queen Elizabeth. <gasps> oh. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Abdicated. Was this all in the yeah. crowd? I missed this episode. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is like the crown extra things that I'm like buying for two ninety nine on Amazon. Oh. <laughs> I know everything about the Windsor wow. Castle. We'll talk about them later. That'll be that's a bonus. That, that, that's like um, next season three. Season three. I know. Um, wait, that's that's just rude. First it's of all, it's awful. Insane. But anyway, she was American. So I guess what I'm trying to say is like people are all over the world are doing it. It's just like America is so lazy right. that like we can't marry outside of well, ourselves. Like, I guess. I guess that kind of recently happened with Prince Harry and Meghan, Meghan. Markle because, but again, like, I mean, they chose to leave because people were so rude because she was black and divorced and an American. Yeah, but like, but like, it's so old. That's so ridiculous and old fashioned. Because even Prince Charles got divorced from Diana. Yeah. And uh, okay, I know that I know a lot about the royal family right now. I'm just about to drop some info. Wait, we're not talking about Lisa. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> Queen Elizabeth has four children. All three, three of them are divorced. So it's like to be mad at Meghan Markle is like crazy. <laughs> yeah, and what is it? A literal crime man. Yeah. So like, I just it's it's not good. Wow. But anyway, Elizabeth, you're really bad. At what's I don't know baseball terms, but you're bad and bad. It's, yeah, I know. Prince you're Edward average. is the only one that's like still married. Oh, is he a decent human? What's his deal? Um, yeah, I think he's pretty chill. I okay. think he like doesn't care. I guess we don't hear about him, so that's good. That's really good. Yeah. Like, just stay like lay low. When you're that 
famous, like just lay low. Prince Charles is just so lucky a hot guy played him in The Crown because I can't with really... Josh O'Connor. I, I literally cannot. He's the hottest. Oh, I thought you were saying because you like no, I like can't it. handle no, it. He's so stunning. Sit on his Instagram for a little bit. Like, no, I'll die. <laughs> Okay, anyway, what's his name? Josh O'Connor? Shout I, out. I think. Uh, oh, is he Irish or is he British? I think he's British. Oh. Or Irish. Ghost. <laughs> There's a ghost in the department. A wire just fell. Please ignore the flamingo tape that's attached to it. That's adorable. <laughs> okay, this okay, is anyway. off the rails already. Yeah, this so is crazy. So Lisa, first foreign lady, super great. Um, first born... <laughs> Wait, you just said first, first born lady. First born lady. Oh, first born lady. <laughs> Do I miss a word? <laughs> no, you probably did. I just forget it. It's been a week. Okay? I know. Okay. She, she's born on February 12th. She's an Aquarius. 1775. What's an Aquarius? Aquarius. Tell me about that. Well, first of all, um, let's just be real. Uh, presidential scholar Tiger McGinley is an Aquarius. Oh, okay. So I we love them already. Aquarius. They're a little bit like, here's the thing about an Aquarius is like, they're going to do what they want to do. They're not going to like. true. 100%. They're not going to like take you down to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. But they're going to do what they want to do. Like, okay. you kind of got to just steer clear. So a little stubborn. A little bit, but they're an air set. sign. So they're sort of just, like, kind of floating up, up like, up in the clouds. A little okay. bit, like, in space. But, like, but like passionate, love hobbies. Yeah. Um, my dad always says he's, like, he's not the, he's, he's the idea guy. Like, he, like, he needs sometimes people to, like, execute his ideas, but he has a lot of ideas. Oh, okay. I feel like Louisa, she was, like, a little bit of both. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. So, yeah, so she was born in London, Mm -hmm. um, which, love that for her. Uh, I love London. I don't know if you've ever been. Never been. Oh, great city. If I didn't have New York City running through my veins, I would live in London for sure. Love it. Um, It's just a great fucking place. Yeah. So, shout out to London. Mary Ellen and Claire. London. We have a British Claire in our lives. Oh, my god. So, if you're listening, this is your test. Yes. Text me if you get this. (laughs) We'll know. Um, So, yeah, she has a little, not drama in the beginning of her life but I just you know love the the sword tales yes um she was the illegitimate daughter of an American merchant named Joshua Johnson classic American name yeah honestly shocked first Joshua in America (laughs) for sure (laughs) um fun fact his brother Thomas classic oh my god um later became governor of Maryland and a supreme court justice so Joshua's just an American merchant. well it's weird because she yeah so she's born to these two first of all um, let's just like shout it out. Like they were hipsters. Like there's so many sure. people not getting married having kids. Like yeah. it's not even that big a deal. Yeah, so there's not much known about her mom. They were the first hipsters. Catherine uh, Newth, I think her last name was. Um, there's not much known about her, but they weren't married when <clears throat> excuse me, when they had uh, Louisa but and they were she was ten by the time they got married. But they right. had a bunch of kids. They did. Um I couldn't find if they were all Catherine and Joshua's, but I think they were all like actual siblings. I think they siblings. were, yeah. There was like eight of them. Yeah, so they didn't get married till you know a few years into their kids' lives. Um, there's not much known about her mom. Rumors were that she was some sort of brothel lady, so yeah. hipster. I think she was just kind of the hippie like, of the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Joshua Johnson was just this fella going to sell shit in London and yeah. met and fell in love, and they're like, let's have some kids. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, they had six sisters, or she had six sisters, one brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they all. I weirdly married or had kids that were really involved in America, which was Well, yeah, weird. I think he, didn't he get, did he, like, he was some, 
something. He knew people during the Revolutionary War or something. Who, her like, dad? Yeah. I think, yeah, he yeah. was, because that's how she met John Quincy, which that's we'll, right. we'll get into. Of course. Um, he was the, it says the Consul General, which I don't really know what that means. They were just passing out names back they then. Had weird they had just, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was probably friends with someone in big government, and they were like, yeah, here, yeah, yeah, go yeah, live yeah. in London, like, here's a weird title, you're a diplomat. Yeah, I don't really know yeah, what yeah, they, right. He was a white man, he got to do whatever the fuck he wanted. 100%. That's how that yeah. went. Yeah. Um, but all of the, but that said, like, Louisa was born in England, but she was very, like, involved in American culture, like, very early on. Yes, yeah. And so was the rest of her American. family. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so, yeah, she grew up in London and in France. She was in Paris, so um, I think that's kind of cool. So she really had this sensibility of, even though she liked America and their vibe and, you know, yeah. the democracy part of it. Yeah. Um, she was kind of, like, classy in her friends. Oh, my like, God. She spoke You know French what I'm fluently. dying? You know what I'm dying for is that Elizabeth Monroe, who we just talked about. Jealous. <laughs> So jealous of you, this woman. No, like, so the, jealous. When Louisa rolled up in no, America, stop. speaking fluent French, no. and I was like, I grew up in France, wee wee. No. She, Elizabeth was <laughs> rabbit. She was so upset. So funny. I didn't even think of that. I did I not even feel think bad of that. for her. I know, I That's do too. Really and they were probably like in the same circles and stuff like that. I mean, there was. I don't Louisa had her own other, circles, but... though. Louisa had her own circles. Okay, yeah. Anyway, keep going. Um. So yeah, they just, uh, she always, there's what she said, she always felt more French, um, and when she moved back to England, she had to relearn English, which I just love the drama. <laughs> like, I like, don't believe that. No. I like, don't believe that. That's like a hilario, hilaria, hilaria, uh, yeah. situation where she's like, what's the word for cucumber? No, you know, I like, don't believe it. You knew how to speak English. Yeah, she's crazy. Um, Her so, dad was English, like, what, that's Her dad was American. <laughs> so... Whatever, it's fine. So Lisa, yeah. she just, you know, loved her, her European lifestyle. She did. Um... But then yes. she meets John Quincy. Yeah, so when they, she's tw- no, they get married when she's twenty two. How old is she when they meet? Um, I think I she was a little bit younger than that. So they meet in London because John yes. Quincy um, comes there to do whatever he's doing. I don't know he's the president's. No, I guess he's not the president's son at this point. Um, he's he's the, he's definitely like in government. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, someone they everyone knows John Adams, so they send yeah. John Quincy to do I don't know whatever he did. Um, he's kind of a jerk. Um, and Quince was trying to just always be in government. Like, Quince was just, like, in it. Yeah, I mean, I, how do you not when you grow up around that? Like, I guess your, not, your yeah. Your dad started well, the government, or the and country. Like, and you kind of have to go into the family Your mom, like, business. is the first feminist. So, yeah, like, you, you have to go into the family business. <laughs> you have to. That's so intense. Do you think Quince wanted to be in government? I think he did. I think he did. I think he was bad at it no 100 percent. yeah yeah I mean, he, he was not in what he would not win an election today like at all i mean he no didn't i even he, win the election back then we'll get into it <laughs> whoa that's drama um yeah i think he i mean we were just saying this off offline privately as we discuss these things just yeah. normally over cookies and tea um he he had great ideas but he was just really bad at he like executing. couldn't give a speech he like, wasn't he was, a good politician he was point. oscar the grouch he was sort of like Bernie Sanders. Dare I say it? He was sort of like the Bernie Sanders of their time. Yeah. Because he believed, I mean, literally, we'll get into it, but like all of the Bernie Sanders, he wanted all the same things as yeah, Bernie Sanders. Yeah, and he was like a curmudgeon. He was just kind of curmudgeon <laughs> Now listen, I I like, I love Bernie, but but I could see back then, the people that were winning in government, it's like Thomas, Thomas Jefferson and, cool guy, and yeah. Andrew Jackson and, um, you know, so... Yeah. James Madison, tiny but great. Yeah. So Quince rolls up to London. He's, yeah. you know, hanging out at the con- U.S. Consul General's house, again, whatever he does. Um, and he meets the the Louisa family. Her family. Yes. Or, I guess her, what's her last name? Johnson. Uh, Johnson, is their, uh, yeah. Her maiden name. So they meet the Johnson family. And um, 
he, so I read he <laughs> likes her older sister. Nancy. He but likes Nance. He likes Nance, but settles <laughs> with Louisa, which... Right off the bat, is he that has language. an attitude about well, it. Well, but also, whoever wrote that has has an attitude. Like, who yeah. are who are these people? I'm I'm mad at them. But I just yeah. I don't like the way that's that's worded. But you know, whatever. So Ridiculous. she was 22 and he was 30 when they married. So not bad. We're not getting bad. better. We're getting the better. Age we group. are getting better. So it's not problematic. I'm not concerned about their relationship. No, that's pretty good actually. Um, they had four children. Right off the bat, ready all to have four kids. of them. Yeah, George, all... John, Louisa, and I forgot well, the other one's she name. she has. Well, before that, she has four miscarriages. Oh, right, yeah. So she, let's talk about Horrible. that. So she, I, I don't think as a kid she was sick. There not really records of that. But in her young womanhood, um, and definitely when she meets Quince, a lot of health issues are happening. A lot happening. of health issues. And I don't know, like, I, I wonder if the miscarriages came from a previous health issue that just wasn't diagnosed. Because, again, yeah. no one's... One, they don't have proper medical or health care. Yeah. And, like, yeah. they definitely didn't care about women's problems. Well, like, yeah, yeah. At all. So well, I but also, what... like, I mean, like, I mean, I don't know. Gosh, I just, I, I don't really know how to speak on this. But, like, there's so much that women who are pregnant are, like, watching in yeah. that process. And, like, how were they doing that back then? Like, you're not supposed to have caffeine. You're not supposed to, like, eat sushi. Oh, for you're, sure you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah. like there's just even so, like, I wonder if that could actually just kind of I think induce my, that kind of a not thing. Not to shout out my mother, but I'm pretty confident she smoked at the end of her pregnancy <laughs> with me. And I was born in 1987. So, like, they for sure were drinking caffeine uh, and ale or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They that's drank. what I'm saying. And, like, Louisa was trying to have a good time. Like, Louisa yeah. was, like, she, she was, was a, like, a partier, but she was an artist. She was an artist. Yeah. And this is what I love about Louisa. See, I think that, like, I think that she, this has nothing to do with her miscarriages. We'll get back to that. But I do think that, like, it's possible she she had, um, she had a very artistic sensibility in the mm-hmm. sense that she was, like, pretty in touch with her feelings. She has, writes in diaries, like, every day so she can write. And she keeps them all. And you can, you can't necessarily read them, but you can buy them for, like, $800. I didn't buy her diaries. Someone's birthday's coming <laughs> up. <laughs> We're going to sort of go fund me to get me and Claire these diaries. <laughs> and, um, but anyway, she and she used to write a lot of poetry and things like that. And I guess I just like, not to say that artists are synonymous with like mental illness. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But she had a lot of big feelings. She had a lot yeah. of really big feelings. They had to come out in a specific way. And um, we see like in her sons, like the mental illness kind of thing. Like I just do, I do believe that there maybe was like some type, something genetically linked Yeah. in the way that like mental illness is carried through the Adams family. Cause she has a lot. It's a very, she, she honestly, it's very tragic what happens yeah. to her when it comes to her children. So she does have four miscarriages before she has um, her first child, who she names George Washington. Classic. <laughs> uh, I love she's like, we must Which name is hilarious. George when, Washington Adams. When your father-in-law is John Adams. You so name rude. It is your son. I mean, George so there, Washington. There's rumors, not rumors, there's letters. It's so funny to me. I'm sorry. The Adams like ridiculous. weren't super keen on Louisa when her yeah. and Quince started courting right. and getting married. So right. there's letters apparently from Quince to Louisa saying like, you've got to chill out on the spending. Like just being a general asshole to her. Yeah, he seriously. Was not, I mean, your wife was clearly going through stuff with miscarriages and her mental health. And even if they didn't define it as that, like, you, can you just be nice? Like, I don't 100%. think he was a nice person to her. And no. not in a way that he like abused her no. or anyway, just like, 
a general asshole. Like, he didn't care about her needs or yeah. her overall, like, well-being. Like, yeah. he did not come home from the end of the day and say, like, how was your day, babe? Right. Like, or, like, not bring a, flowers. Not or, like, a conversation. No, no, that no, was no. Like, no, he leaves her in Russia in the winter. I mean, we'll get into that's it. That's my favorite story. <laughs> like, oh, my God. If that's not a short film by, like, the end of this year, I'm going to die. So, um, yeah, so Abigail wasn't super chill on her either, Alisa. No. So he, she was, like, really forcing Quince to write these letters to be, like, you got to control your wife. you got to, like, rein her in kind of vibe. It's so weird how, like, their policies are so much on the right side of history, but their attitude, they're jerks. Yeah, it's, it's just, weird. like, weird. I don't know. It's very strange. Yeah, it's weird. So, you know, I, where was I going with this? I forgot the point of that story. No, but, they named their first son John. Oh, George yeah, Washington. so, <laughs> so Louisa hates the Adams. So this <laughs> makes maybe sense. So she's like, it's so oh, you know what? I'm going to screw over my father-in-law yeah. and call my first son <laughs> George Washington. I mean, Honestly, it's just hilarious, it. too, because it's I like she's it. British. Like, it's not even like she has, like, really specific ties to America. And no. she still feels like she needs to name her first son after the first president of the United yes. States. Like, oh, it's hilarious. Honestly, I mean, it's, it's truly the best hilarious. pettiness and shade. I wish I was petty like that. Like, yeah. I love to hold a grudge. Don't get me wrong. It's like I'm famous for it. <laughs> Um, but God, that is a level of petty that like, ooh, that's like Nancy Pelosi petty and I live for it. So you go, Louisa. Yeah, I mean, she was like, whatever, she was doing what she had to do. Don't worry, she named her second kid John. She did name her second kid John Adams. But she did not name her daughter Abigail, she named her Louisa after herself. So you go. Oh yeah, once again. That's right. But, um, yeah, John Adams, yeah, it was, was, yeah, his name was John Adams the second. So does that mean his name was, he was John Quincy or was he John... Adams. The son's name was John Adams? The second? Yeah. Um, I wonder if which John Adams he's named after. Oh, the father I guess the or the father. son. Or I guess the, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't know. Also, come up with new names for your kid. I know. When did we get to that point of the history? Because I'm over this. No, but Sally Hemings was doing that. She yeah. crushed it. But yeah, oh my God, right. Bad. Sally did name her kid's school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so they get married. You know, she's sick. She's having babies, having miscarriages. Um, they finally go back to the U.S., her Finally. dad goes broke. Classic. Oh my God. Everyone is so Joshua Johnson's broke. He's a terrible merchant and a terrible consul, whatever that was. <laughs> Has no money. But don't worry, her father-in-law, John Adams, John Adams, yeah, uh, appointed him Secretary of Stamps. <laughs> Not sure what this is. I didn't even bother to Google it because I don't want to know. It just sounds so fun. Like, Wait, talk he, about hobbies for a second. Like that, he was hobby master. Like he was just—he was secretary of hobbies. He, he was just collecting stamps from all of his places. He's That's not so even the postmaster general. No, he's, he's just the secretary of stamps. I'm. 98% confident that's not a post I have to look it up. No, I have to look it up. Look it up. So, so oh, like, he made money. So like, okay. John Adams helped out, which I thought was great. But like, <laughs> what an amazing, um, just a great title. But it says here too that when he went back to the U.S. or when the family, they all went back to the U.S., um, he was known that as they like look back in records. <clears throat> um, her dad suffered from mental illness. So again, this is what you were just saying. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. I you can't even up. Google it. You can't even Google it. All right. No, I Update. think that There's again. No such thing as yeah. His, so her dad did suffer from mental illness. I think yeah, that so it, it was in their family. Runs the family. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's you know traces of it throughout um her kids and obviously her dad and then her. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, so they're in Massachusetts. This is the point yes. where they get to Massachusetts yes. first. Um, again, she's just still really sick. Oh, she the she hated the house in Massachusetts. This mm-hmm. is the quote. Something out of Noah's Ark. So I don't yeah. know where they lived, but she hated We've the gotta house. We've got to go to that house. We have to go to <laughs> that house. She just hated Like these poor women. I mean, how many times? Well, this is now the second time in a row that we've taken a, a woman out of like a very metropolitan setting and yeah. moved into like the country, which like is just like... Come on, unless, like, listen, unless you're, like, hobby queen yeah. uh, Martha Wales Jefferson, like, you're not going to survive. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, she it's not going to happen. And, and on top of this, too, she's sick. Like, no one is paying attention Seriously, to this woman. Seriously, she's like, fainting all the time. She, oh, yeah, so. <laughs> she's <laughs> always like fainting. Yeah. So she grew up Roman, or Catholic, and then at some point she becomes an Anglican, yeah. which I don't really know what the difference is, but there's some difference. At um, some point in this, we're going to have to look up religion. You know yeah. what I mean? But I mean, Bonus we'll see. <laughs> she's Just Google. Um, religion yeah like, I don't know I we don't just know brief me on all the sides <laughs> yeah um so she is so like horrified by what this new religion makes her do I guess there's a lot of praying involved she gets so overwhelmed she would faint at the pew like in the pews which I I don't doubt that she was sick and had this mental illness yeah but I also like love the drama because I feel like she was faking it and she was just like oh if I fucking like throw a fit and faint yeah I'm gonna get to leave this well I guess like now that we know she's got this like artistic sensibility and this sort of like petty drama naming my kid George Washington vibe like now I'm closer to thinking she was doing it on purpose and I'm sorry any of you who were kids and went how to go to Sunday mass, you fucking fake sick every Sunday. Yeah. I mean, if I didn't have a fever or a stomachache every Sunday, <laughs> who was I? Like we, I would always have because I did. We didn't go to church, but yeah. I would always have friends who tried to sleep over my house on Saturday nights, so, so they, they didn't have to go yes. to church. On no, it was terrible. <laughs> it was like a revolving door Saturday night sleepovers. <laughs> my family is not religious, and my mom would make us go because like you had to, you had to go to church to make your sacraments. Like you had to go to the CCD oh, class, and like yeah. the guy, like your teacher would see you if you were there. So like my mom was a good mom and like would make sure we were present. Yeah, but she had to go to the nine a.m. mass, and we sat right. Right up front, so you had to pay attention. It was terrible. Oof. I felt like, especially when I was little, I was like, I need snacks. I was oh, hungry. I was so excited when they gave us the bread. Oh my god. Anyway, so I get the fainted <laughs> yeah. thing. I honestly wish I read this when I was seven because I would have been on the floor. Like, drama. <laughs> that is so funny. I love the vibe. I love it. But so she's like, she's overwhelmed by this. So yeah. good. But anyway, so when does he go to? Oh, so when they? Oh, right after. Sorry, right after they get married, they go straight to Berlin. Um, and that's, and then that's where they have the, the two kids is in okay, Berlin. Yeah. And then it's not until the 1801 that they come back to America. Okay. And so they're only in America for a little bit when, um, they find out George or Quince, Quince finds out he's got to go to Russia. Right. He's the minister of Russia. He's the minister of Russia. And the minister. Louisa's like, okay, let's go. Like, I'll go with you. Cause I think like something that we come back to a lot with Louisa is that she, you know, it's funny. Like we're, I think something we're discovering is that like, through these women like feminism has so many different shapes and so many different ways and it's very cool because it's like it's not until you like deep dive on some of these women that you realize how different it can look and I think that Louisa you know feminism for her looked like a solid partner yeah but having your own voice and having your own like um, affect be heard sort right. of you know and so all that to say she was like okay fine let's go to Russia like I'm cool we'll pack the kids up let's go and he's like no we can't bring the kids <laughs> yeah so they leave the two so they boys. leave the George and John with Abigail and John yeah to get raised and they're seven and eight years old I mean it's not even like they're little not to relate it to the queen but yeah. the queen did leave Charles and Anne to get yes. raised by the grandparents while she was in her South Africa trip yes but well like, that was an episode that happened when Princess Diana didn't want to leave that's uh, what I'm saying uh, it's like it, but, but, but 
I guess what I'm saying, it's like, it's like, uh, yeah, I guess at any age, you just like, when they're that little, like, it's just sad. Yeah. And also like, I think the instincts of a mother is like, not to leave your kid. No, definitely not. <laughs> so, Especially in Russia. Russia's so far away from the United States. So, and I mean, you couldn't send me now to like modern day Russia. I'm definitely not fucking going to Moscow in 1804 or whatever no, this is. It's like, no, like, no, what no. a nightmare. I know. Beautiful architecture. Not for me. <gasps> Yeah, I mean, not for me. Not I for can me. Google it. I yeah. don't think I just want. To. I mean, <laughs> Putin is poisoning everyone. Like, let's just put it out there. It's pretty <laughs> yeah. scary to go there. Yeah. Anyway, shout so out they to do have a daughter, Louisa. While they're in Russia, she dies. But so, fun fact about Louisa. Oh, she was the first American born in Russia ever. What? Yeah, because I guess they just like one Americans didn't go there very often, and no one's ever <gasps> had kids there. She was the first one, so that's that kind of is a fun fact. so cool. Yeah. Oh, so, I love that. Well, she survived, but um, so, so yeah. But then they do have a, then they oh oh so so yeah. But oh, Charles is the other kid. Char- so they they is, have yeah. Charles over there. Her name, love that. Charles Francis. We yeah. love Charles. Now it is interesting. I was talking to um, presidential scholar Tiger McGinley. Of course, I always <laughs> do beforehand. We record, and he was saying that um. If you go to Massachusetts now, which we can, it's actually not Russia, um, <laughs> the Charles Adams family is, like, very present. Like, the Charles Adams family is still, like, in, like, small government in Massachusetts. Oh. We should have, like, interviewed should someone for the podcast. I go and find myself uh, <laughs> <laughs> But I guess, like, I know, but the Charles, um, Charles Adams family is, like, they are the ones that sort of, like, live the, are the legacies of these people, which is really yeah. cool. That's awesome. And then at some point, wait, we have to talk about <laughs> the um, link to uh, Sonia and Real Housewives. <gasps> oh my god, how did we forget that? Well, that's well, like that's the end. Okay, that's just, that's we'll the end. move okay. back to that. Because, <laughs> okay, okay, so yeah. Okay. okay. Um, so yeah. So she's in Russia. Yeah. She hates it. Obviously, I mean, one, the climate's terrible. Thank goodness she has a son. Like at least she kids. has like one kid over there that she yeah. Like, has. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. She's hanging out with some of the other diplomats' wives, but like. Ugh. It's just, it's exhausting. She's not happy. Well, you know what's cool, though, is that people loved her. Yeah. People loved her in Russia. They thought that, like, they're, like, they talk about, like, all the czars that would, like, come over. Like, people just thought she was, like, very personable. She was very, like, she had sort of, like, a quick wit that, like, I, I, you know, very, um, very British, probably, you know, like, what we would know maybe as, like, British comedy today. Um, so I think that, like, people loved her, but it was just cold, and she was away from her family, and she didn't want to be there. But, and then, and then, and this is so, this is, like, so what you were talking about before. In 1812, John gets asked to go to Paris, and he goes. Without her. He leaves her in Russia. Russia, Which is crazy, because she, like, lived in Paris. Like, she knows Paris. Quince's, Quince's the ultimate jerk. Quince's really struggling. Like, I'm, like, I, like, started, like, liking him a little bit, and now I don't like him anymore. No, I just think he was a bad partner. He was. He was very curmudgeonly. He was very focused on himself, and, like, I think that the point of the marriage was to, like, have someone else focused on him, and that's, like, so obnoxious. Yeah, I just, I I don't think he was the best partner. They would have done really well with couples counseling, but they didn't have that. No, all she had was her poetry. Thank God. Oh, thank God. We love her poetry. Okay. So, John, so Quince has to go to uh, Paris, and and he goes. And then, at a point, he, call, he like, calls for her, or what, does she decide to go to Paris? Yeah, I, I forget, like, what happens. she starts making this travel, but in 1914, <laughs> she has to get from Eastern Europe. St. Petersburg. Russia, yeah, St. Yeah. Peter, oh, yeah, I said Moscow. St. Yeah. Petersburg 
to Paris. To Paris. And there's no planes. No. There's no Russia air. No. So she carriage. has to get a literal carriage. carriage. And just so you know, I did this morning decide to Google Maps it because <laughs> I think it's important to just kind of like put into perspective. Yeah. It walk is, a mile in her shoes. It is 1,557 miles from St. Petersburg to Paris. And you're right next to the Baltic Sea the whole time. And if we know anything about the Baltic Sea, <laughs> that is what um, surrounds Greenland, which is one of the coldest places. Okay, it's like I literally know nothing no. about the Baltic Sea. <laughs> Okay, I love the Baltic Sea. It was just talking about it at school. The Baltic Sea is really legendary because it's very close to, it's between Russia and Greenland, which is North America and Asia. So it's like, there's not a lot of places in the map where Asia and North America are very close together. And ironically, Greenland is not very green. No, it's very icy. Very cold. Which honestly, great. I'm sorry, little side note with the Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> what a classic way to deter people from landing in your land. Like, or not wanting to live there. Like, I know, you call I know. Iceland, Iceland, when it's really, like, fun and, like, there's a lot of green yeah, and you can, like, farm. Yeah. You call Greenland, which is, like, shitty. <laughs> yeah. So you send all the people you hate to Greenland, which is shitty. Like, classic, honestly, Louis Adams here, of, like, petty. It's, ge- the Vikings were genius. <laughs> I love Classic. It. I love it. So anyway, yeah. The Baltic Sea is Baltic Sea is really, like, a cold place. And then wow. I think it gets into the Northern Sea, which is by France. But, okay. yeah, it's right near Sweden, right near Greenland. Like, it's just, like, a cold place. And she was making this trip in the winter. Yeah, so she's... I mean, it's winter it's right now, winter. and I'm dying. In New York. It's so Inside, cold. in heat. It's terrible. Dying. <laughs> so she's traveling with her son, Charles. Yes. And her sister, Kitty, is with them. So it's a six-week... It takes them six weeks to get from Russia. Crazy. You have to go through Poland, Germany, towards France. Um, all in the winter, with the carriage with the sleigh bottom, which I kind of love, like Santa Claus. I'm just imagining. <laughs> oh, um, my God. She is Mrs. Claus. She's, like, the so, first Mrs. Claus. <laughs> the Germans that. now, at, at some point, are telling her, you can't do this travel. It's dangerous. Yeah. There's, like... Um, uns- they tell her unspeakable terrors will happen to you. There's like basically like that's so that's pirates like so everywhere, drama. like trying I know. to kill her. Wait, that's right. So maybe it's not drama. There's actual pirates. Yeah, I mean they refer to them as pirates. I don't know. I guess I'm they so were scared. just like like nomads that were crazy and Vikings. Maybe I don't know. Like what's <laughs> happening in 1814? Things you don't trust. And also she's like a lone woman on the road with her sister, a baby, and like some help that she no, didn't really know crazy. or trust in Russia. That's crazy. Quince just was like, hey, you gotta come here. She didn't have, like, help with her. It's I very swear strange. to God, if I moved somewhere for someone and then they said I'm moving again, I would be so mad. I mean, again, t- terrible partner. Yeah. So on her way here, this, sorry, this, like, quote that I, I Googled this intensely because no, I knew I really, No, it's good. That's stars. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there was, like, dead soldiers everywhere because there was <laughs> wars happening. Oh um, as she nears... This is the best part. So she shockingly survives and makes it like the fact that you just didn't die from hyperthermia no it's shocking food shortage or just i don't know it's like oregon trail you die from like typhoid all the time no seriously so she finally gets near paris um her russian vehicle which i love that they called a vehicle her sleigh (laughs) her sleigh um gets surrounded by hostile napoleonic troops so napoleon (laughs) now has his folks yeah like harassing people that are trying to come in france because there's a war going on she, <laughs> this is amazing. so don't forget know, she's so good. fluent French. Yeah. She pretends to be Napoleon's sister. So she's telling the troops, hey, hey, I'm Napoleon Bonaparte's sister. I'm incognito. I'm just trying to get back to Paris. She's saying this all in fluent French. Right, right, right. These dumb dumbs believe her and she gets a scoot, scoot right past them. Amazing. Genius. She's amazing. Louisa, you no, are so she's smart. Amazing. No, I'm telling you, she's like a true artist. Like, would have been like a, a filmmaker, would have been an actress, could have been like a writer. Like, she was amazing. She was I incredible. Mean, just 
What a way. That's incredible. I, I just, what a great tale. Again, like, I need that in a short film, miniseries. Seriously. Just, that could be a movie that Six Weeks Travels. Truly. Like, you could use some, you know, Truly. make some stuff up Santa does it in one night. Like, you guys can make a movie about just her doing that Six Weeks. Her and her slides. I imagine she had, like, those Russian uh, hats on. She had, her ears were freezing. Her so ears were frostbitten freezing. off. If I don't Frostbit. have earmuffs outside in 20 degree weather, Wait, so cold. literally my ears stick out so much that, like, when I was little, I, would, like, had to have, so like, the warmest hats because I would get frostbite. Oh, because your ears would pop. <laughs> yes. It was really bad. It's really real. And did you know that that's the only part? No, your ears and your eyes are the only part of your body that, like, oh, no, wait, maybe your ears do grow. Your ears and your nose never stop growing. They never stop growing. I yeah, thought, which is terrifying because I have sort of a big nose. I mean, it kind of fits my face, but like, no. oh my God, I'm going to be terrified when I'm 75. I'm Elise, like a witch. <laughs> Elise, are you kidding me? You're going to have giant ears. I'm going to have a giant nose. <laughs> well, <That's> terrible. <laughs> we'll still be talking about the first ladies. <laughs> we'll be like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> number 33. <laughs> Let's go, Reagan. That would, yeah. I mean, some of these women are gonna have to have two partners. I'm yeah. sure. But we'll see. Anyway, so anyway, she makes it. She Paris makes it to Paris. Paris. Sweet miracle. Sweet yes, um, miracle. Yeah. I don't know what they do in Paris. Honestly, at that point, that story ended. So no, they. She makes it to Paris, and then they finally get back to Washington in like 1819. Oh, I because you know back. why? Quince becomes guess what? Position? 1817. They go back in Secretary of State. Classic. 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 So I just love that this is. I mean. These men had a career path. That's insane. I've never seen such a trajectory it's in my crazy. life. It's crazy. It's pretty I mean, pretty it's astounded. like, even when you go to medical school, you don't have this kind of trajectory. <laughs> no! No, there is no path clearer than being a founding father or a founding father's son. Uh, never seen it. Like, would love to know. Like, what a TED Talk that was. Oh, like, all you need to do to become president, be a statesman for five years. Yes. Then you become secretary of state, live at F Street, gotta live at F gotta Street. Gotta live at F Street. Go <laughs> Go to Europe for like five years. Gotta go to Europe. Come back. Become a minister. (laughs) Minister. I don't know what that is, but you gotta do it. Wait, I'm like picturing this Excel spreadsheet. Like this is amazing. Like this is like. I mean, we should go. We should. You and I should go and do like a two. Like we'll do like a two women, like one act show to like all of like the rich white people in like yeah, in like all the rich white boys at like George Washington University. Be like. All right, boys. Here we go. <laughs> Wait, did you see that Amazon Prime? Um, I forget the comedian's name, but uh, what the Constitution oh, was. Oh, so be. good. <gasps> so good. That's what this could be. We yeah. could like go through the history of <laughs> yeah, how exactly. to become president. Exactly. And jokingly. So way. obviously, John Quincy comes back in 1817 because he's been elected Secretary of State. Now, wait, who is he under Madison? No. Um, no, wait, in he must be Monroe. So Monroe, yeah. Monroe, yeah. Right? Yeah, it must be. Monroe. I'm checking right now because oh, these dates. I gotta tell you, they really. Yeah, really because right after it. he's president, and Monroe's president for eight, eight years. 1870, yeah, Monroe. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he, <laughs> it's ridiculous. So he comes <laughs> back, but what is, what I think is great is that Louisa actually, like, as much as she loves her European lifestyle, I think she is really happy to be back in America, because I think she yeah. feels like she's going to be able to be here for a while, they're not going to have to, like, be uprooted, and she yeah. starts to, like, form roots. Can we, I was thinking, can give this woman some stability? Like, Something, I, anything. I, you know... I feel like someone with depression and anxiety and clearly a mental illness of yeah. other sorts, who knows what right. it was. anything. Like, any form of pattern is probably good for you. You yeah. know, like, you need yeah. some roots and stability. Totally. And, like, totally. <laughs> traveling and trying to survive <laughs> Russia, like, to get to Paris doesn't seem like the healthiest place to be mentally. No. <laughs> I can't imagine that mentally she was in a good spot. I, I, like, need the diary entries from them. Like, I can't. This woman's amazing. She wrote her diary every day. There's gotta be like a historic. We gotta like, 
All right, I'm going to figure it out. I wish I wrote more. When you, when you, so a lot of these women have kept diaries. Like we get, do they burn them frequently? Yes. But there's some sort of record of their write-ins. Like all I, every time I read that, I think, God damn it, I should keep a diary. (laughs) I know. Really you know what I think? I, I think that sometimes, but I, I will say I do write songs, and I feel like okay, that's so a good a version of, of that. Because yeah. I feel like that's like you could truly like. You this could, is all I have of my record. This I'm just is this podcast. Talking, like personal stuff. Like, They're gonna be like Elise Morocco lived, and the only thing she cared about were the first ladies. <laughs> I mean, are they wrong? No, <gasps> that's like so true. <laughs> yeah, that's honestly, like, that's my brand. Like, have you met me? Uh, so honestly, a lot of that. Okay, all right, never mind. Yeah. We're not gonna have to do it. I'll throw in some personal things just so, like, for the record, they have it. But like, uh, today is January thirtieth. Things are fine. Yeah, okay. Things are good. Tough week, but you know we made it. We're drinking some coffee. Claire made delicious cookies. That's what's happening. Yeah, we had topo. That was it. That was your whole. That was my week. Like this week was a rough. Okay. Uh, work still sucks. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I love the first lady. So. Uh, so she, so anyway, she comes back and she starts um, living her best secretary of state life. Yeah, so she's hosting parties. Which we know is a hostess of parties. I now, like that she liked it. It sounds, there was rumors yeah. that she, though she has a reputation of being an outstanding hostess. Yeah. Good for her. So here's the thing, like, I relate to her though in a lot of ways because she loved to host people, but I think she was also like sort of introverted. So here's yeah. something that would yeah, happen in that? college. <laughs> We would host parties at our 96th Street apartment. Classic parties. This is classic Claire move. But I would always just, like, stay in my room. No, you left at a point. There well, was a yeah, party that Claire <laughs> just didn't... It started off, she would, like, she first first party she attended, she loved it. Yeah. A little later, a while later, she would, like, go come, into come her, in her room and, like, only a few people could hang out with her. Yeah. And then she would leave the party early at some point. And then the last party, she didn't show up. Just did not show up. One party I came in late, remember? I'm here. Oh, yeah, you showed up late. <laughs> then you would leave her early and then just didn't show up. So, like... Then we knew, like, parties are done. Yeah. That's when that's when Claire and her roommates knew the parties were over. Well, no, I mean, I guess... Claire's like, showing up. I guess, I guess I, like, relate because it's, like, I do love... And I mean, like, I, I grew up in with parents that love to host, but I think that there is something about, like, hosting and then being able to kind of, like, break off into smaller groups that yeah, I would love. It's because it's, like, being in the big group is, like, a lot for me. But I think that that's what she was so good at, and I think that that's why people loved her so much is because it's not yeah. like she was this, like, Dolly Madison larger-than-life hostess. She would, like, put all these awesome people in a room together and then just kind of, like let everybody have a good time. Yeah, like a connector. Maybe yeah. she just had good vibes with that. And yeah. we know. And I think she was like very like in that introverted way, like introverts typically like one-on-one connection. Yeah. And I think that she was really good at that. And so yeah. people just like loved her. I mean, she also lived like a dope life. Like She lived sorry, such like, a cool life. She yeah. had the Russia story to yeah. tell. So, she wasn't that's like, needed I with know. that. And she, all, and, and she had her whole childhood, which yeah. like what? She lived in London and Paris. Yeah. You lived in Russia for a the long time. The Russia story. Your I husband is, or your father-in-law is president, was president was at president. some point. Yeah. Like, I mean, you got well, stories to tell. And at this point, when she gets back to America, I think um, Abigail and John are really, like, liking her now. Yeah, so they, they did like her. They like her, yeah. Because I think they also, like, had spent so much time with her children. I feel like, like, her children were probably awesome. And they yeah. were like, oh, wait, this woman's actually, like, pretty good mom. She's like, good. she's cool. She's well, cool. We accept her now. Yeah. But yeah, 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 I mean, like you were saying, though, she was an artist, too. So, like, you know, she had good stories. She was personable yeah. and it, I think that is just like a good person to be around totally she was, even if it was one-on-one and she wasn't like you know holding court with all these yeah. people yeah <clears throat> um I imagine she was you know wanted to be there was happy there 
she wasn't a huge fan of politics. Like, she wasn't mm-hmm. Abigail, like, no. that vibe. But she did believe in Quince, um, that he'd be a good president. Mm-hmm. And we know as Secret- Secretary of State, <laughs> it's a long-extended campaign to be president. Well, I loved it. I, I was reading that they you weren't allowed to campaign. Back no, then. but I think that's why the women did it. Like low so key. amazing. They low key were having this party. Yeah, so that is why these sociables, I think, began to be. They called them so. She called. Uh, it's funny because everybody has like different names for these squeezes. Parties. Squeezes. The squeezes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. She called them sociables. That's fine. And they would have. They would sometimes happen weekly. Sometimes they would happen every two weeks. Hundreds of people would come, I mean, and this are is there even so. Hundreds it's of people in DC at this point. I know, classic. They were like coming in from like Russia. Like <laughs> they were like, wait, Napoleon's cousin is hosting a party. Oh my god, like let's go. Like, <laughs> oh my god, I forgot Napoleon's sister, and she's like awkward. Oh, I have to yeah. continue this lie. <laughs> what a web of lies. I love it. Um, no, but I think like. She so yeah so hundreds of people are coming and I think that this was a little bit so like I mean everything is sort of like dichotomies right like um, you have uh, hmm. Thomas Jefferson who's like never hosting parties <laughs> ever because yeah, he's insane and then you have Dolly Madison hosting crazy parties Elizabeth Monroe not hosting parties yeah. now we're back to Louisa to being like I'm gonna host a party she's not president yet but the but the the uh, Monroes weren't hosting parties yeah. so somebody had to do it and where did they do it Elise. F Street. Now, <laughs> that F Street house. I have not been F to Street F Street, house. but like the instant we're allowed to travel and like we're go going. places, we're going to F Street. Hopping in your car, we can get there in two hours. No, we're going. DC's not far. It could <laughs> be a day trip. Like we'll get no, some Wawa. It's fine. And I'm just we're gonna take a photo of F Street, whatever this house is. Post it on Flotus Forever. We have us. to. Um, just so I have to see because it was house. the same F Street house that Dolly Madison. Everyone lived, lived there. Like, so who lives cool. there now? I just I know. is it like if it's private residential, I'm knocking on the door. No, I need to know what's going on. It's probably like some frat house from like Georgetown or something. Okay, still knocking on the door. Two women show. We're doing oh, it. <laughs> this is how it starts. You fellas, lawyers, you want to be president one day? <laughs> this is the track. Oh, it's hilarious. But anyway, she starts to host these parties. And again, like, you know, she has a lot of stories. I think um, it even says that, like, Americans were, like, captivated because it was a different kind of person, a different kind of humor that was, like, hosting. Like, it was yeah. just a different vibe. I just love that, like, I think you made this comment that you offline, but she was, like, Ricky Gervais. Yeah, she reminds me of Ricky Gervais. She just Gervais. had this, like, British vibe or, like, humor that Americans, because Americans aren't funny sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Except us, we're hilarious. No. And they're like, oh, my God, a funny person? Like, let's gravitate towards her. That's, like, Yeah, I think she was, it. like, totally witty in, like, a British kind of way. Love which, it. like, we, I would have loved her, I think. I yeah. would have, like, really, I feel like really gotten of an asshole and I like it. Yeah, definitely. And it's her, she's very charismatic. So she's hosting these parties. Now, my favorite one of these parties is in 1819 when she, it's very, it's right before the election because doesn't he become president in 1819 or is it 1820 he becomes um, president? He becomes president in 1825. 20, oh, geez, never mind. Yeah. Well, 1819, what they, there, it was the 10 year anniversary of the Battle of New Orleans and the Battle of New Orleans during the War of 1812, oh no, how could it be the 10-year anniversary if it was 18... So it was 1822. Oh, yes, 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 yep. yes, yes. It was the 10-year anniversary. Math class. <laughs> it's been a wrong week. What's going on? <laughs> like, I feel so crazy. Yeah, um, so it was the 10-year the anniversary yes, of the Battle Yes, it was the 10-year anniversary of the Battle of New Orleans, and Andrew Jackson had become... He, basically, the British had taken over New Orleans, like, yeah. completely. Like, they're, like... 
have like the beads. They're like eating um, with all the pastries. You know, like not in New Orleans. Now, currently, or I mean, it's oh, I'm just like wow. I'm making a I'm making a Mardi Gras. There's a lot of beignets. Yeah, beignets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The British. When I thought that was really what was happening, I was like, I didn't realize that started that long ago. That's no, I don't know what Mardi Gras bones have. Bones have on Mardi Gras. <gasps> yeah, okay. So the British have invaded New Orleans. This is back in um, 1812. And Andrew Jackson is like reigns victorious because he gets right. them out of there. So he wins the Battle of New Orleans. So um, they, uh, Louisa on the 10 year anniversary is like, let's have a party in honor of Andrew Jackson. Okay. I love it. I read in one article that 900 people showed up. In another article, it said thousands of people showed oh up. Oh, my God. So I'm not sure how many people actually showed up to this party. But the entire <laughs> point of the party was not – it was to it was to try to convince, to charm Andrew Jackson so much yeah. to convince him to not run for president. <gasps> because Louisa was scared that if he ran against her husband, he would win. Yeah. Now, fast forward, he does. We'll get to it. Right. But – they, the entire point of the party was to be like, we love you so much, we love you so much, and then be like, you could never run against my husband. Like, yeah. He's, like, we just, we're I, on the same team. Like, we're not going to run against each other. Right. And that was, like, the whole point of the party, but instead they, like, made it under the guise of, like, we're going to honor Andrew Jackson <laughs> for his, like, Honestly, battling. great move. Isn't that so incredible? Like, I just love that story so much. So, anyway... It doesn't really work, this idea. They do have a party with thousands of people, but it doesn't work because Andrew Jackson does decide to run for president. Right. I mean, Andrew Jackson has his his issues. We'll get into him (sighs) next next week um, or next episode. Poor Rachel. Um, So he's he's a jerk, but he is this hero. um, Yeah, at the the time. So yeah, yeah. yeah, So he runs against it's um, him. It's Andrew Jackson, uh, John Quincy, and a bunch of other folks on the ballot. Uh, I guess in the election of 1824. Um, At this time, there were not primaries like we have it today. Yeah, so so like lots of people could run. Yeah, so there weren't two parties boiled down to just two folks running against each other. Um, So because of this, things looked a little different in how the president was selected. So You can look at electoral maps of this time if you think that Elise and I have not spent so many hours doing that in our lives. You were wrong. I love an electoral map. It's my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Um, so Andrew Jackson and, um, Quince Quince, are the two, you know, leaders. They both, they're the most, they get the most votes, but no one had the majority. No one had And actually, Andrew Jackson won, technically, as we look at it today, won the electoral vote and the popular (laughs) vote. So, but again, still not the majority. Still the majority, yeah. yeah. And listen, we know the popular vote drama and electoral vote currently is still an issue it's yeah many it's times tricky. the person who wins the popular vote does not win actually in the presidency but he won the two factors yeah. that in modern day we'd be like oh you you're president yeah but no, no. because there's too many people no one won the majority kind of like the georgia um election yeah, that just like the the Senate. Yes, yeah. yes yes but there wasn't a runoff at this point it wouldn't then just be another election yeah. the house of representatives at this point then selected the president that's right so you know a bunch of stuff happened, but Adams won because he made a deal with Henry Clay once again. Oh Henry Clay's God. always in mixed. Well, in Henry Clay drama. also ran for president and lost. Henry Clay is. <laughs> I don't know much about Henry Clay, and I don't know if this is gonna make sense, but he's like I'm relating him to just Joe Manchin right now because like everyone's trying to like cool. saddle up to Joe Manchin wow. at this point because we need him on our side because right. he's like the moderate dem that could like right. ruin things for us currently. Um, oh my gosh! So that's I feel cool, like that's Henry Clay. That's vibe. a cool comparison. He's definitely in. <laughs> Um, every episode of this podcast. We, and we don't, I don't know why. Because I don't know anything about him. Him and Thomas Paine come up 
way too frequently. So Henry Clay, I don't know what your deal is, but you're getting a bonus up. Um, I gotta keep a list of all these bonus I was gonna up. say, like, I'm gonna have to go back, like, the bonus up list is cray. Like, it's so crazy. Out of control. So Adam's making a deal. A bonus up on, like, Russian tourism. Like, there's so many bonus ups. The Baltic Sea is getting its own for sure. I have so many questions about the Baltic Sea, so you better read up, girl. No, I, I like, okay. No, All right, I, I, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta. So, um, Quince wins the, the presidency because he makes a deal with Henry Clay, classic, um, that at one point he became the Secretary of State. I did not look up if he became the Secretary, I think he did. No, he did, but this is so crazy because, but see, this, and this is where it ends. I guess Henry Clay is where it ends because he is Secretary of State, but he is Duh. not the president. <gasps> Look, Henry Clay fucked it Henry up. Henry Clay messed up our play. He messed up our two-woman show. Well, I that's how this. the play ends. That's just that's the Henry end of Clay. That's the end of, we, it's just Henry Clay wrote it everything. Like, Joe Manchin's going to ruin everything. Oh, my God. Stop. Then we can bring up Modern Day. Okay. Wow, we just wrote a whole play this episode. It's pretty amazing. So, okay, way to go, cool. Clay. Love it. Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, now Quince is, is Prez. That's how that went down. So Yeah, we'll... and it's 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 rumored that he like very much bought the presidency. Yeah, uh, and similarly fact... to the um Kennedy presidency, which we'll get into, which was also bought. I did just finish that doc on HBO Max. Wait, it's what amazing. do you mean? Oh, from the, the Teamsters? Frank Sinatra like bought the Kennedy election. <laughs> so shout out to Dominic, my father. <laughs> He's convinced that the Italians are the reason Kennedy was president. Frank <laughs> I am too now. Yeah, I so am completely convinced. But next time you see my dad, ask him how he feels about Bobby Kennedy. <laughs> oh, he hates him. Yeah, yeah. I think course. we might have had this yeah. conversation with him because Bobby. No, I mean like I'm after, Yeah, Jim Hoffa. Like Bobby Kennedy hated organized crime, and when my dad learns or reads about this, he like he doesn't side with Bobby <laughs> Kennedy as most people do. He like hates him. He's like, wow, he really like was rude to Jimmy Hoffa. Well, like, <laughs> well, he's I mean, so sad. It, without them, we wouldn't have had Kennedy as president. We'll get into it. Yeah. We'll get into it. when I mean, we're going to be, like, I mean, in our 50s. Have, I have a whole theory episode. about Bobby's assassination and how we wouldn't have had Nixon, which <gasps> wouldn't have happened Watergate, and then, like, Reagan. It's just drama. Whoa. I have a whole theory. Oh, I'm so excited. I think about this way too much. I know. I love it. But anyway, um, all I'm saying is that they bought the election yeah. for uh, Adams, 100%. and I really 100% believe that. And I just... And it's just kind of crazy yeah. that it happened. Um, and this I, is also yeah. an episode of Veep. I just need that to be known because when Selena Meyer and um, Tom James become or oh, run, yeah, yeah. this is a whole episode where the House of Representatives <laughs> has to decide the presidency. And That's I just, right. And what's the guy, the really tall guy's name? Kent. <laughs> The really... T- the, the, oh, oh, Jonah. Jonah. Doesn't he, like, show up late and be like, yeah, yeah he doesn't. <laughs> if Noah's watching Veep, like, I, I mean, that show, I know it's older, but, like, I rewatched that show. It's so, it's so funny. Good. It's so good. I had to take a break because I was, like, too, in, like, the politics were getting too real, but now I'm back on. Yeah, oh, my God, no, because it was, like, literally what was happening I know, in that I was show. like, okay, Even but... uh, JLD was, like, this, it's getting too close to, like, yeah. one of our shows, like, which was a comedy and, like, a complete satire of everything. <laughs> But anyway, they get to the White House. Now, we should say, um, flash forward, John Quincy Adams does only serve one term, just like his father. Yeah. He Ooh, is the second that. president to not attend the inauguration of his predecessor. Really? Yes. Predecessor? No. Re- what's the one after? Success. Successor. Successor, yeah. So he, yeah, him and his father both don't attend the inauguration of the person that gets elected after them, because they are salty, salty. I think there's <laughs> one more person. Is it Andrew Johnson who doesn't attend? And then Trump. Yes. Because there's been four. Yeah, yeah. I don't I know. Andrew I forget Johnson, if, yeah. yeah. But anyway, he... It's interesting. I mean, I just want to... Let's pause on Louisa just for a moment because I do want to talk about his um, 
just Quince's vibe in the White House. Yes. Which, like, Quince was curmudgeon as you get, but he did have really good ideas. He had programs that were, like, the New Deal for people that were out of work. He wanted there to be free college. Yeah. Um, he wanted, um, like, a, a university that are a part, a sect of government that was funded by taxes that would study space. He was really into, like, That's amazing. space. Like, what a, to think in 1825 that they were thinking about space. Like, no, I think he was the only one. Bitch, you didn't even get to California yet no, at this point, right? Yeah, 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 seriously. And then, um, and he, like, loved, like, big government, like, taking care of people with health insurance and stuff. Yeah. So it's crazy because his ideas are, like, exactly what maybe we would, like, think of as like liberal oh God, we and like heads, I mean sure. I really feel like he's Bernie Sanders like yeah. I really like feel like he's like Bernie Sanders of the 1800s but at the time with something <laughs> at the, sorry my apartment is just a noisy place <laughs> um but at the time uh you know I think that like America was still so brand new yeah that they just like really loved these like heroic people mm-hmm. and so like at the time he it was he wasn't very popular uh, people thought that Andrew Jackson should have been president. He probably should have been. Yeah. And I he, mean, just by the votes alone. Yeah. <laughs> Literally yeah. by, like, the, the rules. <laughs> yeah. And he becomes president four years later. Yeah. So, Quince in the White House has a lot of really good ideas, but he can't necessarily execute them. Yeah. All that said, Louisa, people are obsessed with her. They love her. They yeah. They love her so much. And I just Which, love that. I love that she is still hanging on and being a great Flotus because yeah, totally when they move into the White House she's super depressed so again this all goes back to her mental health yeah <laughs> at some point she is quoted there is something in this great unsocial house which depresses me beyond expression so I mean one can I do can I say poetic. My, I have to say this other quote that yeah. she write that she writes about the people in government oh my God, this wait. is kind of during the campaign but like right after he gets elected she says oh, yeah. I have the happiness of meeting with a variety of these misleaders who are either not gifted with common sense or had a, a sort of mind which I have off which I have often met with utterly incapable of comprehending anything in a plain way. Whether this proceeds from an error in their education or from a natural defect in the formation of the brain, I will leave philosophers and metaphysicians to decide. So, so savage. So savage. That She's is amazing. Salty, salty as they come. I told Elise, next time someone's rude to me, I'm going to say, whether this proceeds <laughs> in an error from your education or from a natural defect in the formation of your brain. Natural defect in the formation of your brain. I love so that. So she just like, as much as she could like, I mean, and that is just like such a savvy, salty way of saying yeah. like, you're an idiot. You're a dumb. You're a yeah. idiot. I love it. But like, whatever. And I think she also like, she was also really deeply affected because I do think she felt her feelings up really profoundly. I think she was deeply affected by people like trash talking her husband. Like she yeah. really hated it. Yeah. And obviously like that, I think about that all the time. Like what if you're partner man or woman whoever was like being trash talked like this like I just feel like that would be such a hard piece a of lot. like a public yeah. life to live you no, know it's a lot and so she's like not super happy she already has these underlying issues of depression yeah um Quincy again he's not like the best partner again I think mm-hmm. he's a great he was so in the government like, yeah he just and he just is not does not care he's very aloof with her feelings and and how she's doing through all this it's weird because do you think that like he because like I feel like John Adams was attentive to Abigail yeah and I mean there's no record of the of Louisa and Quince not being in love but I yeah. just don't think they had the partnership that we've come to know at this point right right we've right. always read that they were whether or not the woman was involved in the political life of it, 
they just genuinely liked each other and loved each other. Like, I think he loved her. I don't know if they, like, liked each other. Got you, got you, got you. Yeah, I'm the vibes I'm getting. Yeah, I think that they also both, like, had independent lives, which I sort of appreciate about both of them. Like, he had his government, and she, quite frankly, had her poetry and her art, and she was making it all the time, and I think it's as simple as he didn't just ask her how her day was at the end of the day, which I know sounds like the tidiest thing, but it means a lot to someone. Yeah, definitely. So... Also during all this, to add to her troubles and worries, her kids are, I mean, the fucking (sighs) shit that the kids are starting. So just a little bit. George, George Washington, um, the son, not the president, was um, addicted to drugs at this point. He had an opioid problem. And he ended up having a baby with a chambermaid that they had to cover up. Oh my god, I did not know that. Yeah, there's more. John, the other son... Uh, was go- was at Harvard at this point. He was thrown out. There's no record of why, but he lost his time Probably at school. Probably because of alcoholism. Yeah, so he, dies he had issues. And, later on. Yeah. and then Charles um, was addicted to depraved habits, and I looked into more of what that meant. I think he was getting in trouble with prostitutes. Like, I was going to say it's like a porn addiction. Yeah, exactly. So like Holy he had his sex shit. addiction was going on. And then... <laughs> One of her nephews no. fell in love with a maid and ran off with her, left his family and ran off with her. It was her. probably the nephew of the guy. It was That's crazy. That's ridiculous. So, oh, my God. Her kids are causing, a, or her family in general, causing, a, I mean, this poor woman has a lot going on. And, and when you're a public-facing figure like yes. that, like, what are you going to do? So this is, and we know the, I mean, press whether in 1825 or now. Oh, like, they were this salty is happening and to the shady. family, yeah, yeah, the president's 100%. family, this no. is going to be in the news. No. So she just had, like, a lot going on. She was trying to connect with other, um, or past floatuses at this point, and apparently Elizabeth Monroe would not return her calls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because she was so gel. She was like, wait, you you're, know? like, everything I don't want to be. Like, everything I want to be. French so bad. I know. So she, she was, was so jealous. Yeah, so I'm not shocked that she was not oh, returning. Gosh, that's hilarious. So, well, yeah, she just had a rough time, and I just she had a rough bad. time. Yeah, I do feel bad. I do feel like though there is they do comment on it in the in our book, which means it must have been kind of a prevalent part of her life. She did have a way of kind of, like I said, like almost like she had a wit about her. So she talks yeah. it like I was saying, and like just the the way that she kind of like would write things down or write her poetry or like kind of make like everything was sort of like funny or, or yeah or not funny but like. She could turn things into jokes to get through the day. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and she was, she did call herself, like, she she wrote, wrote about it and joked about it that she was, like, openly a chocoholic. Like, she was completely <laughs> yes, addicted to chocolate. Not... And she talks about how, like, if your life is so sour and you're married to such a sour person, you have to have some sweetness in your life. Yeah. And she was, like, always telling people, like, yeah, don't feel bad for me. I have sweetness. Like, I have chocolate. She yeah. would just eat chocolate all the time. She was convinced that fudge had medicinal qualities. That's like, just so... classic. And honestly, great. No, like, I mean, what are we doing? Like, classic. We, I made chocolate cookies just to celebrate today. But, yeah, I mean, I think that she... Yeah, she definitely like had um had tr- like there were troubles in her life and around her, but she certainly had a way of coping that like I just think was uh kind of amazing and like again, I'm just going to be it's it's fun to learn about these women because I'm going to be interested in like who was the next woman like Flotus or whatever who like was an artist. You know what I mean? Like yeah, who this was, is the first time we've had someone who had like a creative part of her creative outlet or like what, yeah, yeah that yeah. was prevalent um yeah yeah I mean you show me a poem beforehand maybe I'll post it yeah um to Thomas to Thomas which she there's no record of her having an affair with uh someone not Quince yeah um but she wrote this beautiful poem love poem about 
this man named Thomas. I mean, not it might not be her, but just a love situation. Yeah. Um, and she was just a great writer. And like you were saying, I guess this is how she released some of those demons she might have had or just yeah, distress. Everything. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. She played the harp, too, so she yeah. was a musician. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she, I mean, listen, I'm into feeling feelings. So totally. Like, I love it. You go, girl. Yeah. Um, real quick, back to the chocolate note. Sorry not to derail us too no, much. No, I love. Whoever this Richard Norton Smith is, a presidential historian who is part of our book that we use as a resource, he... <laughs> The, the, after the quote of the I public, saw, I, I it was it. that she took her pleasures where she could find them. That's pretty pathetic. I need Richard Smith <laughs> to be a, stop being a dick. Like, whoa. I need Richard Smith to cross from St. Petersburg to Paris right. in the winter with a son and like, then talk about how, chill out. can we just have chocolate? Can I just have a piece of chocolate? Yeah, I need him to calm down. Yeah, that's crazy. Anyway, um, so, anyway, Quince so, is the president for one Quince is the president. <laughs> he actually doesn't seek re-election, so he doesn't lose to Andrew Jackson. Yeah. He just decides that he's not I mean, going to run anymore. Honestly, best movie you could do is just bow out. No, seriously. I, like I mean, like, you got to do what you got to do. So he, um... He he decides in 18, uh, 1828 that he doesn't want to uh, seek re-election, and he doesn't. And, um, you know, that is, that's how that goes. And that was, like, yeah. good for them. That was good for their family. It was going to, like, be better for everyone to kind of, like, move out of that. But that said, and I think Louisa was, like, sick. We can move back to the UK now. Like, don't you think, She like, wanted to go back to Massachusetts. Wanted she was Massachusetts. very excited to go back okay. to Massachusetts. But then Quince decided to throw a wrench in that plan. Yeah. Um, he just can't get enough of government. Loves yeah. the gov. He just doesn't want to be pressed. No, yeah, he just. I mean, I guess being a he becomes representative for yeah. seventeen more years. Um, so he's, they stay in DC, and he's the only president to do that. There's a president that um, Buchanan, maybe who be, who is on the Supreme Court. Yeah, but he's the only president to be in the House of Representatives after he's president. Yeah, so he which does kind that. of like. What a, that must be such a chill vibe after that. Like, after oh, being president, executive, seriously. you're like, I'm just going to be a legislator. Like, Sounds honestly, so smart amazing. move. No, yeah. and, like, health insurance is just awesome. <sighs> it's so good. Do you think presidents have health insurance forever? Probably not. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just a job. It's a good question. But anyway, um, yeah, so he becomes, he's in the House of Representatives for, uh, for 17 years. And it's in this time that I think we get, like, some of the most profound writing of Louisa because she becomes yeah. really good friends with these two oh, sisters, Sarah and Angelina. Called, they were the Grimke sisters. Grimke? I think I'm saying that right. Grimke sisters. And they were... Um, pretty much the first two women to very publicly speak out against the abolition of slavery and women's rights. And yeah. she becomes very good friends with oh, them. No, speak for. Speak for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so she, yeah, did I say against? I meant for. Speak yeah. <laughs> so she um, has, like, letters back and forth with them, and she starts to really form, like, a feminist perspective. Yeah. Which, uh, you know, for a woman who was, like, at this point, like, couldn't help but be public facing was really important that she had some yeah. type of a perspective. I have this quote. Can I read that quote that I was yeah, telling you about? I have a quote that it's is from a book called um, Louisa, The Extraordinary Life of Mrs. Adams. So she says, um, this is a, uh, this is to a letter that she wrote to, jo- to John Quincy when she was 70, which is so hilarious because <laughs> she's like kind of pretending like she's just not writing to him, but she is. It's like talking to the third person. Yeah. It's like so hilarious. She says... <laughs> Now, I like very well to adopt my husband's thoughts and words when I approve them, but I do not like to repeat them like a parrot and prove myself a non-entity. When my husband married me, he made a great mistake if he thought I only intended to play an echo. 
so good. I, I love that. It's I might so put that last sentence in my own vow. Yeah. I kind of like that. Yeah. I mean, it's just I will like, not be your echo. No. Yeah. And it's like, I think that at no point, and this is, I like really appreciate this about anybody, but at no point did she ever stop evolving as a person. I was just going to say yeah. that. I yeah. really enjoy in, as we go through, I mean, essentially a timeline of American history and, yeah. and essentially feminist history yeah. of how the evolution and the different waves of feminism has happened. And they obviously weren't calling it that back then, or there wasn't, you know, this wasn't the first wave of feminism with Abigail, but it's truly evolving. And like, yeah, you know, Louisa wasn't saying that women should run for office, but she was really into the equality of the mind for women, which is like almost more deep or deeper than women should run for office. Like, that's such a basic statement to be like, yeah, women should have these jobs that men do. But she was like, no, I think, like, our minds and hearts should be equal. Yeah, like, we should (laughs) be able to, like, and also, like, the artistic sensibility, which I know I keep coming back to, but it's because I relate to it. It's like, that is just as important as, like, a political sensibility. Yeah. Because how, what people are, like, able to, like, make these eclectic parties? Like, what people are able to, like, engage all these different people? Like, you have to be... Uh, articulate in a way you have to be well read enough to yeah. kind of like really do it and she could you know and uh, I mean I feel this way even in modern day for people who say they're not political I don't think that's even a true statement it's not possible it's not possible because life is political yeah. and especially just being born a woman yeah. you're you're automatically political Whether even you if like you're it a white woman yeah like more in this day you know I mean now I know there's different privileges dependent on race but just her, just alone by her being born a woman in this time, her evolving, you're not into politics, I'm using quotations here, but mm-hmm. like, you're, are, obviously your write-ins have a feminist hint to it. Sure, And sure. your parties, the way you're setting up, you know who to invite and all this mm-hmm. stuff. So you may not be like outwardly saying, oh, I'm political, but like just the way your existence is. Yeah, and I, and think, I think that's that, true to this day. Totally, and I think that's something that she hits on, Louisa hits on so, so well, is that um, and it, they talk about this in that biography that I was just referencing. Is like she wa- it wasn't just a life of parties and a yeah. life of events. It was a life of feelings. Yeah, and she had a lot of them, and she wanted to express them, and she thought that they were really important. And when you're talking about like mental health, or you're talking about like expression of feelings, like I'm your girl, but like Louisa was talking about that yes. stuff, and like that is just so powerful. It's no, so cool. it's insane. I think it's. Honestly, I don't, if she wasn't an artist, like, would she have even survived? Totally. I, I don't That's think so. Such a like, good point. Yeah. I, I know that sounds really dramatic. Yeah. But how else would she have had this outlet right. of, I mean, if she was a man, she could have just run for office. We yeah. all know. <laughs> uh, you know, when men don't go to therapy, they just run for office. Yeah. Um, so, but women couldn't do that. They couldn't own businesses. They couldn't, you know, have money or land. And yeah. Thank God she wrote and yep. played music and. Mm-hmm you know, did her shit because I think that kept her alive and, and somewhat healthy. Yeah, and like young and vibrant, yeah. you know. So anyway, they, it's, it's uh, you know, she starts to become really close with these two sisters and she starts to form this like feminist opinion and um, it's really, it's, it's definitely part of her legacy, I think, yeah. is leaving this idea that like the minds of men and women are quite equal and like they're very, and I think it's also, she's almost hitting on this idea that like they're almost like you're like processing things differently, like in a yeah. way, but, but that the, the goals, like when you look at even like Adam's political goals, they were really similar to like what Louisa was harping on when she was just trying to like feel free in her own 
self. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like he becomes he, even more progressive in his uh, when he's be, representative because yeah. it's bleeding in from from the Grimke Louise's, sisters and yeah, Louise's and from their conversation. Yeah, definitely. He becomes way more outspoken about his opposition to slavery. He, as an Adams, they always were. We know definitely, the Adams family yeah. were never into slavery. Um, but that being said, they weren't like you know outwardly speaking about it as much especially when he was president he wasn't but as a representative he was doing that mm-hmm. um and he played a role in the 1840 amstead case oh um, yeah i can't wait to read more about that so yeah i yeah. think you know and i think this had a lot to do with louisa and her friendship with the grimke sisters yeah and i mean they were just you know together talking shop and these ideas were coming i mean that's how so cool we discussed today it's how so our cool. ideas yeah because i guess it's just like with and I, yeah spend totally. time with and, and i think about like i think about when i like first moved to new york and i would like go like you're not even when i moved here but when i would like tour around the west village when i was younger and i would hear the legends of like um eleanor roosevelt having like her parties with, yeah. like, with women to just like talk shop and talk ideas and it's like Oh my god, this is like so many years before that. You know, and it's yeah, like to think that that was happening and like it's just so neat to like think that was happening and to think that like you know that that was that's going to start to bleed into politics more and I'm like so excited to watch that happen. Yeah, and yeah. I love that in no matter what sense they were doing it, women did it all the way back then and yes. we still do it to this day. We like, have to. That yeah. is still the conversations I have with my girlfriends. And yep. it may just be the group of women I surround myself with or I, I choose to surround myself with, but it's still happening, and I think yeah. that's so fucking great because, I mean, my ideas have evolved since, yeah, you know, 10 years totally. ago or whatever it Me is, too. so I think that it's really cool that you see this even all the way back then in 18, whatever this is. Forward. Yeah, and I think, like, just knowing that people can evolve and change yeah. is just so profound and There's cool. hope. We can there all be hope. Bernie someday. Well, Joe <laughs> Come read well, okay. Before we end, though, I do have to. Do, we, do, we have to talk about John Adams and how he Quince Quince is side so Louisa. Quince is so drums. Okay, let's. Just you talk think about this for Louisa a fainted in church? Yeah. Wait till you hear this little ditty. So Louisa is just like living her life. She's like writing her letters. She's having the best time, and Quince is like I don't know. Maybe he gets up. He's a bit of a cough that morning. Yeah. Okay? He should have called out sick. I mean, he should have called out sick. He should have called out sick. He goes into work on, um, this is February of 1848. (laughs) Oh my God, it's like right now, basically. (gasps) Oh my God. February of 1848. A member of Congress looks over and says, Look, (laughs) Mr. Adams is dying. (laughs) This is the exact quote. I'd be so pissed if I was given, presented at work. And someone's over there having a flushed forehead with mottled color, whatever that even means. And then he fainted. Fell over. What I'm trying to present my ideas, drama. Like stay home. Oh my god. If we learned so anything take, during COVID, take a fucking sick take, day. Don't bring your sickness to work. <laughs> oh, stay home, Quinn. So irresponsible, Quince. I love that quote, though. I know. Look, Look to Mr. Adams. Mr. Adams is dying. Imagine being that person. Who is that staffer? Oh my god, literally reach <laughs> out. Reach person? out. Reach out. Oh, if you don't. Another member of Congress. If you know anyone who this person was, let us know. <laughs> I have so many questions. Bonus at 100%. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> because, like, uh, who takes the pause? Th- that- what I love about that quote is, like, there's a pause. Like, who takes the pause? Like, just go help him. Yeah. Like, you know no, he just, like, announced it. Like, oh, Quince is dying. <laughs> like, they were all annoyed with him. All rolled their eyes. You know, everyone was like, oh, here he goes again. Here he goes again. He's done so this they- before. No, but this is so ridiculous. So they pick him up. They carry him to the speaker's office. 
<laughs> they lay oh him God. down on the floor of the house. They so ridiculous. Do you know who came to visit him? I, do I? <laughs> I mean, wild guess who came to visit him. Henry fucking Clay. Henry Clay. <laughs> How is Henry Clay still alive? I know. Henry Clay's <laughs> a vampire at this point. He's definitely 275 years old. Odd. We'll get into that. Supposedly his last words, not Henry Clay. These are Quince's. <laughs> Quince's last words were... This is the last of Earth, but I am content. So again, like he knew he was dying. Like he take a fucking sick day, bro. So he wanted to make he is a literally scene. drama. I, mean, I know. Good for him. I, I guess. mean, I guess he, he made a scene. This picture Honestly, is ridiculous. If I could, but you know what? Maybe he helped out that day because, like, they all obviously went home after work. Like, no one stays at work that day after oh someone God, drops dead. Not. So, like, I'd be not that I want anyone to die at work, but like. Thanks for giving me the day. I was going to say, like, half day. I love that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. Half day? He was 81. He was 81 years old. Early dismissal. Early dismissal. <laughs> so ridiculous. Oh, Louisa man. lives for four more years. And, uh, you know, she is, she's taken care of mostly by Charles Francis and uh, his wife, who Mary Catherine Helen Adams. What? It's, like, unnecessary. I'm glad write. her kids got their oh, shit no, no, together. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, John Adams the second's wife, Mary Catherine. Oh, well, John Adams is dead from know, alcoholism at this point. I know. It's so sad. But, um, yeah, one of her... Oh, it's awful. But, so she is... Yeah, she is... Um, kind of like sickly for the rest of her life I mean I think yeah. that probably was like so heartbreaking like what yeah. a horrible and she's not even really there to see you know her husband pass and it's clearly not very peaceful like what a rambunctious <laughs> way to go like that is just a lot I mean I just like just ruined everyone's death <laughs> seriously but I mean to say what you will about Charles Francis and because and his like porn addiction but he did get to he did write down a lot of his mother's um like history and like yeah. got all of her diaries kind of and she, so he's the reason why we know so much about her and why we even Thanks know Charles. that she did write poems and things because I don't even think that stuff was getting published or anything no, like that. No, women were definitely not published no, at that point. but there's an amazing poem, um, I think it's called July 4th and it's about the day that John Adams and Thomas Jefferson died. Beautiful. Yeah. And that she, she wrote? Yeah, it's beautiful. There's like, yeah, it's oh. really amazing. There's a lot of good okay, stuff. Okay, we gotta spend $800 on this book. I know. <laughs> like, <laughs> definitely worth it. Yo, when I get that Joe Biden check, I know where it's it's going. <laughs> Send me that's that's Joey B. Joey B. Can this we is just for get history? Come on, for float is forever. Yeah. But anyway, so she, I think that she, uh, you know, it said she, you know, at this point she had lived a pretty long life. She was really yeah, content. She was eighty-one when she died, right? She, oh no, seventy-seven. He, yeah, right? he was eighty-one. She, you know, she was really happy with how her life had turned out and I just think that's like amazing like because she came from such an like it's just like what a huge life like maybe more than like any of the other women super full yeah so full so giant and so incredible and um yeah she just had a huge life and I think that she felt like she did yeah so go Louisa what is what do they say about her her legacy. Um, so... Oh, wait, didn't you say something cool about... Oh, she... Yeah, because so she did... She does die of a heart attack, and isn't she the only woman... Oh, yeah, so she is the... This is the first time that both houses of Congress, so representatives and Senate, got together to mourn her, um, and to, like, hold a state while she, uh, I guess was, you know, like, awake kind of for Yeah, her. yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, she was the first woman that they did that for, That's that they so both cool. came together and did that, so... That's so cool. And we should mention also that she did, and especially, um, you know, when she was First Lady and, uh, 
subsequently she did a lot of work with a girl's orphanage as well so she's another like person another lady who had a cause and like really went for it the whole time she was alive yeah yeah um but I mean they do say it's funny like it's so funny because like I'm looking at this legacy in this book and I kind of don't believe it like they talk about the tragedy of her life and how she suffered so many losses and I do believe that she did suffer losses both all of her like so many of her children and but there's something about reading the actual words that she wrote when you read through her poetry or you read through like quotes of hers that like she was okay she was getting through it. I think she found a coping mechanism. Yeah. Which yeah. is which makes it amazing. Less, it makes it less tragic to me. Yeah. 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 No, and I think she found, I mean, selfishly, it was a beautiful coping, me- coping mechanism for us because we yeah. have her poetry that we get to read. Um, and yeah, I just think that's impressive because I don't know if people had the wherewithal maybe to, to know what made them feel better back then. Right, like, right. clearly her kids well, did it because like, <laughs> they just did drugs. I know, I know. And I guess, like, to, well, I, it's so funny to think that, like, they were, like, the rich kids that, like, had everything. Oh and then, God. like... <laughs> they were. Oh, my God, they're the succession kids. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Charles is definitely Kendall. I love him. <laughs> Take it back. I love Charles. <laughs> or I guess Charles would be Rory's character. Rory Culkin's no, character. Ch- Charles would be, which is my favorite. I yeah. love Rory. Oh, George Washington would be Kendall Boy. For sure. <laughs> also, I heard they finished recording or filming uh, the next season. That's so really so. Anyway, sorry. Bonus up. Okay. Um, so... <laughs> 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 anyway, let's do advice. Bonus up is the new. We'll get to that. I know. I know. Because <laughs> we're actually getting to this. We are. Okay. We'll get. Let's do advice. Okay, what's your for advice? Louisa. Okay. Pretty first lady. My advice for Louisa. Um. Oh, I know. Find yourself a chocolatier because <gasps> you, you lived in France. You lived in France, perfect. and you are gonna go through some shit. Yeah, you're gonna be in a carriage for six weeks. You need. You some know, chocolate. she had no chocolate on that. She's trip. not having chocolate. Get yourself a chocolatier. I know what it's like to need it as a coping mechanism. It's not a big deal. Just get your shit. This is not an exaggeration. Claire <laughs> currently has two two pound bars of chocolate in her house. Okay, in her apartment. Not not. I'm not exaggerating. Right. And I asked her, oh, is this a novelty chocolate bar? No, they sell them at Trader Joe's. So she gets them frequently, I assume. I just want you to know. So your passion for chocolate is the same as Louise. It's so on that level. It's medicinal. Like, it's medicinal. So I would say pre-first lady stock up on some chocolate because you're going to need it. Find yourself a way that you can get it for cheap. Yeah. And then post-first lady, I wish that she had published a book of her writing. Yes. Like post-first lady, like... Even under a pseudonym that we would later find out was you. Oh, that's such a cool story. That is. Yeah. I think that a lot of this is from the diaries that Charles Francis kept or found or whatever. And I wish that, like, she had had a book of poetry. Because I think that, like, I don't know. She strikes me as a quite a confident woman. And I think that she would have been able to, she would have been, like, she would have done, like, a sick book tour. Yeah. Can you imagine? Yes. Her book tour would have been so cool. And you know she would have done it on that sleigh, like the Russia sleigh, just to be 100%. dramatic about it. Like, oh. Some of the poems are like in French. Oh, you <laughs> know that. And Elizabeth Rowe is like stewing in the background, like so pissed off. <laughs> That's my advice for her. That's my, I really like, I fell in love with her. I really, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like, I like Louisa. Um, my advice is more for, I, I can't get over Quincy's bad attitude. Quince, I know, I know. Be a better partner. I think she. To Quince. No, no, Quince needs to be a better partner to Louisa. Yeah, of course. That's oh, yeah, your yeah. advice for Quince. So my yeah. advice is to Quince. So I know yeah. we're supposed to give it to Louisa. But no, I think whatever. she did her best. She found a great coping mechanism. Yeah. I think Quince needs to be better in general. 
Um, but my advice to Louisa is, um, oh God, I, I just feel like she did a good job. She did a really good I was going to say like, take care of your mental health, but I think she did the best she could. Um, publish the poems. I like that one. Yeah, I wish poems, she had published like, books. Because then we could like end this episode with like a really dramatic reading of one of the poems. <gasps> I'm going to post one of those. Yeah. Go to at Floatus Forever. I'll get a, a post for that. Because I think you need to read. I want to re- You have to read the To Thomas one. It's so, so good. Dare I say she was the Taylor <laughs> I Swift. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> of the take a drink. Take a drink. We mentioned her. You take a drink. That's what you do on Florida That's my advice. Is if you like, my advice is to listeners. If you are a fan of Taylor Swift's writings, musically or poet poems, uh, check out Abigail's poem. I mean, uh, Lisa's uh, poem. Lisa's. Because yeah. They're similar. I'm there is a <laughs> Is Two Thomas, could Two Thomas have been a bonus track on Evermore? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> let's just get down to breast tacks. The answer is yes to that question, okay? Like, let's look <laughs> If Taylor Swift was the first lady, would it look a lot like this? Would she have thrown parties with a thousand people, talk to one of them? Yes, 100%. Yes, 100%. <laughs> we know Taylor, does Taylor fade dramatically? I don't know if she does it, she doesn't do it publicly personally. Yes, she loves it. Love the drama. <laughs> All right. Well, we loved Louisa. This was a great app. Um, 